Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Travel and Tourism Podcast, my first season. I had the supreme pleasure of working with my next guest today in 1996 in beautiful, beautiful Club Med Columbus Isle. I knew her as a scuba geo, but her first season was in Club Med Sohoro in 1995 as a mini club geo. She is from Tokyo, Japan, and worked for Club Med from 1995 to 1998 in villages such as Morea and Turks and Caicos. Please help me welcome the one and only, the amazing Makiko Omai. Makiko Genki, how are you? Hello, long time no see. How are you? Yes, good. So good to have you uh, here. And I should tell everyone, you know, I'm I'm in Montreal. You're, I think, you're in Cairns, Australia, right? That's right. Yes. So it's about a 15-hour, 14-hour time difference. So it's your morning. So good morning. Good morning and good evening to you. Ah, thank you very much. <laughs> and thank you for agreeing to come on and sharing your, your story. Because My pleasure. What I, what I remember of you from Columbus was so friendly, so nice. You're always smiling, you know, probably the nicest person I ever met. You know, <laughs> and uh, I have so, such good memories from that time in, uh, in uh, 1996. But since I know you as a scuba instructor... You're a PADI instructor now. Did you did you get certified at 19 years old? Yes, before I actually even start working, uh, not only Kramet, also even before Kramet, I was working in Tokyo. Before that, I was when I was student, I got the I got certified in instructor. What courses were you studying in university? Oh, at the time was like the English uh, and English literature I was studying, but and then and during that time, instructor license. Why did you want to scuba dive? Just uh, interesting and something new I wanted to try it and then see the different uh, perspective and rather than, you know, the underwater, you, can, don't, you don't need to walk, you're just like floating and then that was a really nice feeling. So that's one of the reasons why I started it. I'm on your, your Facebook page, Makiko. It, it looks like this photo doesn't look real because it looks like you're feeding a big, big shark. Now, is that is that you in the photo? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That was after Crumb Met, I started working in the Bahamas and as a shark feeder. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll put the photos with the episode because it's pretty impressive. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, okay. So you spent... 95, uh, the summer in Sohoro, but how did you first hear about Clement? When I was a student, uh, like a high school student, uh, my family took uh, me to the Clement Bali. That was the first experience, actually, as a GM. Then, then uh, I was like, okay, I would like to be a GO. And then I, how I can be a GO, then I start to think about it. And then part of it is I wanted to be a scuba diving instructor. So that's why that I wanted to combine for it. Where was the, when you applied, uh, were you, did you have an interview right away? Uh, yes, it's pretty much. I applied a geo job in Tokyo office, from a Tokyo office. And then only a few weeks later, they said that they're going to do the group interview first, and then they've been invited. Okay, now, were you, since it was your first season, were you fully expecting to go to uh, Sohoro, like a, a club in Japan? Like, did you know that 
Well, this is no, probably not really no. But uh, at the group meeting, they explained that the first season will be Sapporo to learn that the how the Kramet system work because that uh, some of the people they didn't know anything about the Kramet and then they join they try to apply for the job. So usually that the Tokyo office what they do is that they send all the people to Sapporo or like a, at the time. It's only one Kramet in Japan. Now it's two. So they send it to the, one of the Japanese um, Kramet and then they learn the, how the Kramet work. And for six months, and then some people goes to the overseas. Some people just stay in the Sahoro or um, like a Japanese Kramet. And then, and that's how the system works now. Okay. And since there was no scuba diving in Sahoro, you... So did you ask to do mini club, Gio, or is that where they put you? They put me in the mini club. Okay. So you could not blow bubbles, no fishes, no nothing. Okay. And, <laughs> and I see your chief of village was uh, Kenton Smith. That's correct. Yes. Uh, Kenton was my first uh, yeah, chief of village. Yes. And what were you, what did you think of him? I kind of liked him. He is very talkative and he is he know the direction so for me it was a quite a interesting experience and, and he was friendly with me so i i don't have any yeah i enjoyed it working with him did he speak japanese little very little <laughs> okay so okay so he had a translator okay <laughs> yeah 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 we have a japanese pr and then and, and she was the one translating for him Okay, so uh, what do you remember about your uh, your first season? Like when you arrived, since you since you already went to Club Med Bali, I guess you you weren't surprised about anything, right? Interestingly, that uh, uh, Saholo was uh, quite different than um, uh, other Club Med, and then it's more uh, because uh, uh, you know that the non Japanese geo are very like only few of them. So it's a majority of Japanese. It's much more conservative and more like, a, you know, the Japanese guests expected to be more like a Japanese hotel as well. Although they, the climate system uh, is there, but still I find it rather um, quiet because uh, since it's also that the guest is a lot of them are family. So that they go to bed very early with the young kids. So it's very different than my experience from Morea or even Turks and Caicos. Yes, I'm, I'm getting the sense that you prefer scuba diving geo over mini club geo, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, I enjoy it as a mini club, but that doesn't mean necessarily I wanted to continue the mini club geo. Okay. And you spent the summer in Sohoro, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's now, did they um, ask you where you wanted to go next, or or they just sent yes, you to Maria? Yes, yeah. They asked me that uh, where do I where would um, they sort of like give me the little like a paperwork to say where would you like to go uh, for the next season. So I completed it, and then they sent it to I think Singapore office. And because of all the geos movement for Asia, the Singapore office is deciding everything. So uh, I apply for, I think I brought it away, but I can do the scuba diving. 
And so, Morea, you arrive in 1995 winter yeah. season uh, with Chief of Village Patrice Pruall. Yeah, that's right. He, the, at the time, already a little bit the sort of the, the 60s, late 60s, I think. And he was with family. So he okay. was rather quiet person. Okay. And um, I think that, that winter, as you said, there were not many many Japanese guests that, that winter, correct? Yeah, the reason why was that the French government decided to do the nuclear bomb test at the time in Tahiti, just before I arrived, so that the Tahitian people are very against the French company. So because of those tests, the Japanese guests didn't come, many of them. So we arrived with a 5GO, uh, same time, but only two of them stayed, and then others uh, left only one or two weeks later. Okay. Now, what do you remember of Morea? I, I sadly never got to go to Morea, but I always heard it's one of the most beautiful club meds. Is that right? Yes, it's a. Uh, that was for me it was uh, one of the best season I had. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, scuba diving was great, and that uh, um, I only had. Of course, there was not many Japanese people, but at the same time that uh, I met a lot of great American geo or French geo, so I had a great season and I enjoyed it very much. What kind of um, like wild? Uh, sorry, uh, marine life did you see in in Tahiti? Were there like uh, giant yeah. manta rays or? Uh, yes, there's a lot of Monterey, but also the moreover, it's very popular with the shark, uh, black tip shark, and that uh, is uh, everywhere. It's you can see everywhere. And when it's like a um, winter season Tahiti, which is uh, around the same as Australia, it's the other side, and then so it's like a um, May to October, we could hear humpback whale. And I had only one time I was waiting just end of the diving and then sending all the uh, GM to to the board and humpback whale just passed by right in front of me under the water. I was just by myself and then I was really freaking out in the water and then they like, screaming and say, oh my God, and then, because just right in front of me, humpback whale passing by. That was uh, one of the best experience I had in Moria. Well, if that happened to me, that would be the best experience of my life. I mean, seeing, <laughs> seeing, seeing, seeing a whale, you know, pass right in front of you, that must, I mean, that must be hard to describe too, right? Yes, yes. It was huge. And uh, I could see the eye, and it, that was a pretty amazing experience. And um, sometimes uh, in Morea, also when we do night diving, we could hear the humpback whale was like a crying. And, and, but we can't see it because it's so dark. So I was very scared that I'm gonna hit them or like I'm gonna be like, a, I don't know, like, you know, they're following me or I was very scared for the night diving during the dry season. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> so are you are you are you saying you could hear them like when you're on the beach? 
Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, not at the beach. You have to go to offshore to here. Okay. But uh, yeah, but uh, night diving was a bit of a scary experience. But the daytime, you could see that when we go off the shore, you could see that well was jumping and then. Yeah, I think uh, uh, June till October, you will be able to see it. Did you uh, ever get used to diving at night? Like, do you like it? I loved it, yes. Yeah, no, it's, I, prob it's probably the closest thing you could get to being in space, right? Absolutely, yes. That's a, yeah, something you cannot forget about that, yeah. Yeah, I just, my problem when I went night diving was I, I kept thinking something was behind me. And once you. Uh, <laughs> once I had you, a couple, uh, yeah, interesting night diving experience. And yeah, it was one of them, the Humber Coil in Tahiti. The other one is at, uh, um, I think, Turks and Caicos. Okay, in, I'll, uh, okay I'll ask you when we uh, when we get there because we're, we're going to yeah, move on. We're going to move on to where you and I met in. Uh, Columbus Isle. All right. So yeah. you, you, you arrived the uh, summer 96. You, you weren't there in January then, right? Summer 96. Yes. Summer. I think I arrived in May. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With uh, Patrizia Moretti, the chief of village. Yeah. And uh, I do want to talk about your, your boss, your scuba boss, because he's, uh, you know, very famous in Club Med. And yeah. uh, that was where I met him too. Uh, John oh, Paul. Duh. John Paul. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, John Paul. <laughs> We just call him JP. Okay. Yeah, JP. <laughs> yes. Yeah. John Paul Morales. Sorry. And uh, yeah, he what a character, right? Like um, up until then, ha had you ever met anyone like him yet in Clement? No, no, not at all. I didn't expect it. So the first time when I met him was a uh, he was rather serious and he just said nice meet you and something. The next next day or so, I saw his. The Geo Show, and I was shocked. I didn't realize he's a, such a crazy man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's almost like two different people because, uh, you know, he takes the diving seriously. Well, no, but sometimes he dresses up when he goes scuba diving. But he he'll put yeah, on a yeah, tie. Yeah. He'll put on a tie, or he always wore that. You know that old mask, uh, scuba mask, like um, Jacques Cousteau, where it was just one round uh, glass. You know what I mean? Mm, Old like, style like, one, yeah. Yeah, like from 1950. And also, the funniest crazy side I think I'd ever seen, and probably since, is he, not you, John Paul did a Japanese crazy sign one night, okay? And it wasn't you, it was him, uh, by Pink Ladies, okay? Ah. Now, I, I want to know your thoughts. Like, what, what did you think when this French guy was doing... <laughs> <laughs> that, that Japanese crazy sign. Did you? Think, yeah, he actually oh like. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It uh, included me, and uh, I was like, oh, I didn't even know this song at the time, and then, but then he knew about it, and then he he's the one who taught me, and then ended up I had to do the GM show with that song. <laughs> <laughs> what well, he made me do it and then I still have a photo of the costume and then like you know, there was like a big like a, a, a hole on my belly button and I had to wear <laughs> yeah that was quite uh, hilarious it was so funny and uh it was the name of that crazy sign was it called Zipeng? yes that's right yeah so okay. if you search up uh, on google uh, like YouTube and then pink lady ladies 
yes. you'll see the video. <laughs> well, yeah, the the early '90s geos will remember this. Well, if they did, if they worked with John Paul, they will remember this this crazy sign. Mm. But did he? I just assumed that he did a season or two in in Japan if he knew this crazy sign. But I don't know if someone taught him this. Do you know if someone taught him? I think he he learned it in Morea. He did the ah, season in Tahiti, okay. and then he learned it. I think. Okay. <laughs> okay now uh but you went on dives with uh john paul too right yeah i um, was uh, he was my boss yeah and do you uh, so did you see a uh, hammerhead your first time diving there in the summer oh yes absolutely it's actually it was an interesting thing was at one time i had to take like a, a five people for the diving and then just swimming around and it was easy and relaxed Towards to the end of diving, and then when I look back, hammerhead shark was just following me. And I mean, following my group, I was just screaming and pointing out. And then, and then everybody started looking at it. And I was just very concerned that he's gonna attack us. And of course, he, the hammerhead uh, attack us. And then I cannot really do anything about it. But just, you know, just my reaction suddenly that, you know, all the group tried to put behind me and then put the, uh, I put the arm open and try to protect them as best as I can. But uh, it was so funny that to see the hum of it, hammerhead shack right in front of me. But in the end, he just swim around and then pass by our group and then just swim away from me. That was a, um, yeah, it's only one hammerhead. It's unusual because it's unusual because it's, they usually uh, move with a group, but it's only one hammerhead that we saw it. And, and, but since, since this encounter, you're still not afraid of sharks? Like, we're, we're going to get to Stuart Cove because <laughs> you, would think, <laughs> you, you would think you would be afraid after that of sharks, but you, you, you were not, uh, right? No, it's just a, it's just uh, um, inspired me today. Just like amazing to see those head, uh, my head, or even sharks. I wasn't really afraid of them because if I don't do anything to try to attack them, they're not gonna do against me. So yeah, I I get into it even more. Well, to when you were diving with that group, you know, to protect them, you just have to swim faster than the slowest person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we stopped it. We couldn't move. I was free. I was just like uh, looking at it, and I couldn't do anything about it. What was your favorite dive spot? Your dive site in Columbus? Do you remember the name? Was it a telephone pole? Or, Not or? really. Yeah. I wish I could. Uh, no, but. Uh. Okay. Well, when we got, when you get back, like, did you notice that there were a lot of uh, like animals around the sea center? Like, did you wonder why we had chickens and a rooster? Did, mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. John Paul liked, liked animals, right? So did you yeah. know that those were his chickens? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> he okay. always amazed me or like I was like, oh my God, here we go again. Type <laughs> he one time he brought igna, iguana or something like a sort of lizard. Yes. And into, <laughs> into his office and then he asked me to hold it and I said, No, 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 not now. <laughs> Just like <laughs> So okay. he, he he does it all the crazy stuff. 
Okay. Well, okay. He brought an, okay. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know he brought one into the office. Okay. <laughs> but again, not, not surprised, but I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't um, know where he get it. I mean, like, you know, he just brought it and then like almost like a pet and then like, you know, cuddling and then like a putting and then I was like, um, yeah. I, well, I used to I used to teach uh, you know water aerobics in that pool, and I always yeah. loved when the uh, iguanas came because they would empty out the pool like every now and then during water aerobics, an iguana would just come in the water, and everyone would would scream and leave, and I was happy because then I didn't have to do water aerobics anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when when you were at the Sea Center, you must have saw me and uh, me and Hansel working out a lot. Did you ever feel bad yeah. for me? Be you ever feel bad for me because Hansel was torturing me and that gym <laughs> over and over and over again <laughs> sorry i love you hands no i thought he you loved it you know so i just ah, see, yes <laughs> yes there's a very very sick sick part of me that loved the torture <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of it okay people okay <laughs> I, I enjoyed it very much yeah what did you think of uh the chief of village patricia moretti she had a good laugh, said, right? I loved her laugh. I mean, when she yes, laughed. Yes, and then at the time, I think a lot of things I didn't quite understand it because I only need to do the scuba diving, take them to the like diving and then take responsibility. I didn't have a huge responsibility like her. So she must have some sort of pressure as a chief of village and then, and um, sometimes uh, even for me it didn't make a sense i think uh, um, there's a lot of behind the scene with uh, you know business side of it and she's gonna have to carry on so um i uh respect what she's done and being the chief of village and take responsibility for it and then, yeah for um, she was uh, quite good i had a great time with her Yes, me too. Were you there for the hurricane near the end of your uh, season? Like, did we have yes, hurricane? There was a, actually um, just the two days before I had to leave Columbus Isle. Okay, so you were you were there for it, or you were not? Yeah, I was there. Okay, <laughs> and, and that uh, um, I had to go through that, and then and I did a bit of cleaning, but I, and then my flight was just one or two days later. So. Ah, okay, you got lucky, <clears throat> very lucky. <laughs> yeah, because we uh, we cleaned for more than a week. Uh, you know, it took off every single tile on the roof, right? Like it was just sand was everywhere. Sand was in the pool. The scuba team, mm, you know, scuba yeah. team was in the pool trying to get out the sand. Uh, that was a big one, like a huge yeah. hurricane. That I, at the time, I, uh, I knew already that I had to go to Turks and Caicos. So they set to schedule everything. And in only two weeks, I could stay in Japan. And then so that's why I couldn't change the flight to stay up and then work together with you guys. So um, that was a quite an experience, wasn't it? Wait, you went, um, are you saying you, from the Bahamas, you went to Japan and then you came right back to go to Turks and Caicos? Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yeah. They sent me back to Japan for two oh, weeks boy. How and was then your... go back yeah. to Turks and Caicos. Yeah. You must have had some serious jet lag when you got to Turks, no? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was not the easiest. Well, you, you get there and Kevin Bat is your, so you're there that, um, 
so 96, 97, right? You're with Kevin Batt then. Yeah. That, uh, so you must have had a lot of, we've had a few people on the show from that season. So you had a pretty good team, right? Geo team, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We had a, probably one of the best team we had. And then in the sense that uh, everybody has a lot of energy. And then Turks and Caicos is that uh, more over, it's called single village. Like a lot of single people come and meet up with uh, what, what, what? I never knew. No, what? <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> That Not a good, the family uh, village. So. No, no, the opposite of uh, quite the opposite of Columbus, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Yes. Yes. So, but, I, but I bet you the rooms in I bet you the rooms in Columbus were nicer than Turks, right? No, it was very nice. Yes, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Turks and Caicos was uh, like more fun, busy, and, and yeah. Who was the, your um, chief of scuba in Turks? Have you met him, Flower? Oh, yes, of course. I did my uh, chief of sports stage with Flower. Oh, okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Flower is my, well, was my boss. Okay. All right. So, I, yeah, Flower, uh, who was just in Cancun recently, he's chief of village, right? But, mm, uh, that's yeah. That's right. He's still working. Uh, yeah. I worked with him and when he was chief of scuba in, uh, in Martinique right before our, uh, our stage. So, Okay, so you had flour there. Good, good. So you you got another hurricane when you were, you were in Turks and Caicos, and your your diving boat went on the beach, right? Yes, yes. I you know I don't know why. Like I feel like I'm bringing the hurricane all the time, but uh, <laughs> it uh, yeah. One of the diving boats went on the beach, and then that. Um, we couldn't dive for a while. Well, we had another boat, and so it's only small scale we had to do it. But uh, at the time, I, Flower was in a training or something. He wasn't in Turks and Caicos uh, uh, too. So acting sort of scuba di- chief of scuba diving, Jeanette, she said, uh, let's make it positive. And then so when there was a, in the evening, there was like a, a comedy tennis show at the tennis court. We put the, all the scuba gear and then we walk around the, uh, during the tennis show and a lot of GM and GO there to watch it. But that was, you know, secretly organized. So nobody, nobody knew we we're coming. And then we uh, hold a paper to say, where's my, where's our scuba boat or something. And then we walk around the tennis show. Kevin loved it, and then GM loved it because they they could make it laugh about the boat is on on the beach, rather than get frustrated and irritated about it. So yes, it was quite a interesting experience through this. And when you went um, scuba diving, or when you went to when you got to Turks, how how soon after did you see uh, Jojo the dolphin for the first time? Oh, it wasn't that long. It was quite a few, one or two weeks later. Yeah. Jojo is a very cheeky dolphin and then he often distract my, uh, because in the afternoon we have to teach diving to that uh, yeah. uh, people <laughs> never done experience. Yeah. So we were teaching in the beach and then Jojo came in, everybody get excited and we cannot keep, keep going with the course. And then I have to pull them up and say, look, I know Jojo is there, but you're going to have to focus. Otherwise I can't fin- finish the course. And then 
I have to do it. And then so I have to let, I have to say, Jojo, go away. I have to do it too sometimes. And then, so yeah, I had a good time with Jojo. Yeah, I, I used to, <laughs> when I was, uh, I did Turks my first season and uh, I would take a snorkel and watch the, the course in the afternoon because yes, I used to like when he would uh, mess with everyone. He would, uh, you know, bite someone's snorkel or, you know, or, you know, he would just nudge the tank or whatever. You know, he was always um, right. screwing around with, with people and uh, took a long time to finish that dive course. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why, I think he targeted me. You know, every time I do it, he was hanging around me and then just like teasing me. And then I said, I can't finish it. And then I just have to do it and then so i had to say go away and then all the time and then but people loved it of course because it's not often you can see dolphin right next to it but i was really frustrated because every time i do that beginner's lesson he just came it's just like try to tease me i think you know <laughs> he's like makiko's here yay <laughs> But it was interesting things that one time that we went to just a, like a normal diving in the morning, I think he found a girlfriend. So he wanted to show his girlfriend. And then so they, when I was finishing off the diving at, at the end under the board, that those two dolphins was like a, almost like hugging each other and swimming around it. I was like, okay, you want to show off that you got the girlfriend, congratulations. And then, so like, you know, so he was always with us, you know, he, I had a great time with Jojo. Wait a minute. Jojo had a girlfriend, but Turks and Caicos was a singles club. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jojo didn't get the memo. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? Hey, it's not Columbus. Okay. So of the three, uh, well, yeah, the three diving villages you, you were a scuba geo at, do you have a favorite for diving? I'm just curious if it was Turks, Morea or Columbus. Mm -hmm. Each village has different, uh, like, you know, interest. So it's did, not like a favorite or anything. Did you go yeah. to, uh, did you do the excursion to West Caicos when you were in I Europe? did, yes. You I like did it? several times, yeah. That okay. was really good. Yeah, and it's a lot of, like, uh, eagle and then shark, and it's beautiful area, yeah. The ma you must do it if you go to Turks and Caicos, yeah. Yeah, lots of big grouper too there. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of grouper. Yes, that's right. That's right. Do you remember who your chief of sports was in Turks? And that was, uh, I remember his face, but I okay. don't remember. Uh, <laughs> that's Chris okay. Hammer. Oh, Hammer. Yes. Okay. So were you there when he got married? Because I, no. I, I know Hammer got married. Okay. He might have, he might have got married after, uh, to Julie after you left, maybe. When did you leave uh, Turks? He was, when was it he got married? I don't remember. Well, he, 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 he definitely got married that season because I, I had him on the, the show and we talked about it, but. Um, was I there? I, I, don't, I just don't remember anymore. Did you, did you catch the bouquet, Makiko? Okay. No, of course <laughs> no, <okay. not>. <laughs> <laughs> You can't catch a bouquet in a singles village. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> All right. So after Turks, uh, you get you go you get sent back to Morea, correct? With um, that's right, Vanilla, yeah. Xavier Gomila, chief of village. Yeah, 
That's okay. right. And um, who was your chief of scuba there? Uh, flower. Oh, flower. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, I did a two years season with flower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He actually, uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but he actually took me to uh, Morea because first he knew he's going. And then I asked for Martinique, but then Kramet didn't want me to go to Martinique because there's no, no way, there's no Japanese there. So then Flower said, come with me. And then, you know, there's some Japanese guests there too. So and then he took me to, yeah, Moria. Okay. But you're, but you like, you like that resort, right? I mean, it's, it's not hell, right? I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful place, I'm guessing. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I kind of like, uh, oh, should I, should I know the reason why I've already done it? So I know kind of like everything. Okay. So Now I, I like this story because cool, yeah. you, when you got there, you were a dive master on a, on a boat. Now you, you were watching the water and you recognized two scuba divers there were two scuba geos we knew in Columbus, right? That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Who were uh, they? Uh, Andres and Claudia. Okay. Now, but were they with Club Med or with, were they with another dive boat? Yes, it's another dive boat. So after Turks and Caicos, they also came to the, the first six months of uh, Turks and Caicos. So it was 96. And then they stayed six months. Uh, in Turks and Caicos, and then they left uh, Kramat, and they started to work for one of the cruise boat, and then which after then the, I we didn't keep in touch. So I went to uh, Morea, and then I was doing diving, and I was just a dive master at the time, and I could see just a little bit far away that there's a small dinghy with a scuba diver, and then when they the, the, when the scuba diver finished and then come up the boat, I couldn't recognize the body shape and the face. And, and then I scream, I said, Andres and Claudia. And then, you know, because they, we work together in Columbus Isle. And then middle of the ocean in Tahiti, we see each other. So they come, they finish diving and then they came to the boat close by and then say, We'll keep, well, uh, come and see me in Morea village. And then, and then that night they come to the village and then we catch up. Oh, oh my God. What are the odds, right? I mean, two geos you meet in the Bahamas and then you see them. Yeah. And off to, offshore in Tahiti. This is crazy, right? It <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, you know, I, especially I, 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 close by. <laughs> yeah. I had a similar experience. I don't know if you remember the scuba geo, uh, Frank from Belgium. And his his girlfriend worked there. Uh, do you remember yeah. Frank from Belgium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm uh, so fast forward four years later. I'm in Austra- I think I'm on um, Surfer's Paradise in Australia. I'm in this little little convenience store. I'm with my girlfriend at the time, and I see um, uh, uh, I see a woman um, looking at me uh, through the window, and I thought, uh oh. Cause she's looking at me. Like, I think she, she likes me like, and she's going to flirt with me. But <laughs> my, my girlfriend's with me. She's a little jealous. And then all of a sudden she comes out and walks right out to me. I'm like, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no. And it was Frank's girlfriend. And he was there too. They also were on a, a dive boat and they just stopped in to buy something. So this is crazy that 
Yeah, oh we, my God. We, we both had a similar experience from, you know, scuba geos that we knew in Columbus. <laughs> and That's pretty amazing too. Met them like where we, where you least think you would. Especially in Australia. Well, yeah, I could have, I could have turned and gone down any other street, you know, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, how long, uh, how long was your season in Morea? Like how long did you stay there? Uh, one year, and then I finished with Cranmet. Okay, okay, yeah. So that was your that was your last season, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, and then is it then you went? Now, did you work uh, with Stuart Cove in the in the Bahamas? That's right. So ninety eight summer, I finished the season. Then I went back to Japan for a few weeks. I was looking for the job, and at the time that the Stuart Cobb dives South Ocean in Bahamas, Nassau, they were looking for the diving instructor, the Japanese diving instructor. So I applied the job and I went to Nassau for diving instructor. Okay, so did you ever go into the, uh, the Club Med Paradise Island when you were there? Yeah, I went a few times for um, just to have a dinner or um, Stuart Cove had a sort of contract to do the, like a uh, showing the video of underwater, uh, video. Okay. Yeah. Right? I, I, I so I yeah. went to there to, to, to show the video as well. Okay. I want to talk to you about this. So how do you, how does one, or how do they teach you how to feed sharks? Because, um, looking at this photo, uh, I see five, there's probably more around you. So how do you first learn how to do it? Like you just, they chum the water and you jump in. Like, how does it, how does it work? It's more like a try and go for it. So it's kind of like the first we watch it, uh, just the uh, other experience shark feed, I was doing it. And then I start to do it a little by little. And then in the end, like, you know, I, they just, just let me do it by myself. Yeah. Do you have to wear chain mail or something when you're, when you're uh, just towards uh, arm and shoulder. Yeah. Arm and, arm and shoulder, no legs. Sharks don't like legs. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. I only had it like, yeah. Um, yeah, um, to was to show that that's all I had. <laughs> okay, so do you remember the first time you did it? Were you afraid? Uh, not really. They are actually more into that the bay, so they're not interested in me. They and as long as I give bait, they're quite happy. So yeah, I how, wasn't afraid at all. How long did you do this for? Uh, about a year. Okay, so you probably got to recognize the sharks, and did you give them names from the ones that you knew? No, not at all. It's hard to see uh, giving the bait, and, and and so I couldn't even recognize which shark was which because there's 30, 40 of them around it. Yeah, what 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 kind are these? They look pretty big. What kind of sharks reef are these? Shark, yeah, Caribbean reef, reef shark. Reef shark. These look bigger than six feet. The ones I'm looking at are. What, yeah, <laughs> one point five to two meter. Okay. And it looks like you're feeding them a big chunk of, is that like a frozen fish? What are you feeding them? Yeah, it's a frozen fish. Yeah. We, one time we tried chicken, but they didn't like it. <laughs> they didn't like chicken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like chicken of the sea. Okay. How long are you, and, and you take people uh, like um, on an excursion to do this? Yes, uh, uh, probably more than more uh, uh, Kramet I was diving because 
morning to dive, afternoon to dive, and then night dive. So it's like a five. If I have to do night dive, I, I had to do like a five five dives a day. I really had to do it. So it was quite a lot of them. Okay, and uh, sorry, I find this really fascinating. Okay, now uh, how how deep are you? Uh, are you in like a sand channel or something? Like twelve feet underwater? Uh, so usually we stayed between fifteen to twenty meter depth, and then. Uh, if I talk about particularly about shark feeding, it's that the first one is just like a swim with the first dive is like a swim with a shark experience. So it's just the swimming wander around with a the shark. They'll follow us anyway because they know that they're gonna get feed uh, fed by it later. So uh, they just follow us, and then the second second dive will be the feeding, which is probably 10, 15 meter depths, and then we do the feeding there. Okay. Now, did anyone ever, uh, like when you took them down, did anyone ever say like, ah, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm good. I want to get back to the surface. Does this happen? Or does everyone no. just stay? No, everybody stayed. Everybody wanted to see it. Okay. Uh, did they, uh, but you, only you were allowed to do the feeding, right? Yes, that's correct. I'm the, I'm the one who does it. How do you, I'm sorry, after a job like this, I don't know if I could do any job because I'd be like, well, I just had an exciting job. You work for Club Ed, then this, I'd be like, what What else is there to do now? You know? <laughs> no, it's, a, yeah, I think I, and then I, I met my husband in Bahamas and then, and so then I sort of say, okay, I think I did enough for it. And then I start to follow my husband's pathway. Okay, you met your husband. Was your husband a scuba instructor? At the time, yes, but not, not of course, not right now. But at the time, yes, he was a. And uh, is he from Australia? No, he's no? from Belgium. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, do you speak Flemish now too? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It's it's harder than learning Japanese. Trust me. That's I, uh, <laughs> I tried learning Japanese and it's easier than most other languages, <laughs> which, 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 by the way, because, you know, I spent a year in, in Ria Bintan in Indonesia and we had many, many Japanese guests and, and yeah. they, taught, they taught me this different game. And I don't know why I want to ask you why you never played it with me. So in um, rock, paper, scissors in Japan is called Janken. Janken Poi, yeah. Yeah. How come you never played it with me? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good I got my butt kicked every day before I could be good at this. You know, it took me a year just to get okay at this, uh, at this game, because, you know, <laughs> you know, in Japan, if you win, like you still have to do the thing with the finger, right? Like you, uh -huh. well, you try not to follow the finger. If the person points it to the right, you have to look. Ah, yes, yes. So I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I kept following the finger. So I'm like, <laughs> Why didn't Makiko teach me this? I would be so good now. Okay. Um, well, if I see you again, uh, we will do it. Okay. Yay. Okay. All right. You, you have time for some, just a couple of quick club med questions. Absolutely. So, so I'm guessing the, I'm guessing the pink ladies crazy sign was not your favorite crazy sign. Did you have a favorite? <laughs> okay. Pink lady, by the way, I wish was, I could do it more. But was it your favorite? Uh, not really, no. Okay. Who are, who are some of the people you enjoyed working with, like in any, any village? 
Oh, all of the all of them. I had a great time. All of them. Okay. Did you meet any uh, celebrities at all, or maybe I guess I guess maybe someone you didn't know was famous, right? Because if you don't know someone's famous, then uh, no, I didn't. I don't think uh, I even recognized it. Oh no. Oh, okay. Uh, Did you there... know about it in Columbus? Well, I mean, uh, some of the French ones I I did not know, you know, like because uh, people were like, oh, my God, that's that's so and so. But, you know, I didn't know. But, you know, I did meet a few that I, I did recognize. And um, OK, but there were some uh, even even one from Quebec I did not know was was famous. But all the French Canadian geos knew who it was, you know, okay. I was just, I was no, just curious. I didn't curious. even know anything, anybody. Uh, is there anything you miss about Club Med now? Do you miss the travel? Do you miss the food, the buffet? Uh... Mm, not travel, but the friendship. Uh, yes, because now our I friends had are... great... Uh, yeah, uh, they're all around I the world that. now. Our, uh, yeah. All our friends are around the world now, right? Like. Yeah, I met the great people, including yeah, so... you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're so kind. <laughs> but I, you know, I never forgot you, you know, because... Uh, you're definitely one in a million, you know, like you were, you were very kind and always smiling and happy, you know, you are very good with the GMs too. Thank very you. good. Thank uh, you. Am I forgetting to ask you anything like about any story? Uh, I don't want to let you go and, uh, you know, unless, unless you forgot something to tell me or I didn't ask you. No, I don't think so. Um, probably now the climate is uh, very different than what we experienced at the time. But I had always great memory and um, met great people. And, and yeah, that's how what I miss sometimes that uh, so many different culture or like uh, people, it's not often we can work together. So I hope that the people who's working now, they make the best out of it and, and don't think that this is normal because that the Kramet gives something which is very unusual and very great experience, which you cannot get it in easily as well. So I hope that the current GO make the best out of it too. Yes, you're right. You're right, because guys, one day you're going to have a boring job. Okay. So take, uh, <laughs> take every advantage you can. You won't be feeding sharks anymore. You know, you won't, <laughs> you won't be dancing to pink lady. So no, like he goes right. You know, like uh, always remind yourself, you know, this is my office. And if you're on a beach, well, you know, even better. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been so, so nice of you, uh, Makiko, to share your story with us. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It was lovely to talk to you again. You too. Thank you so much. I was wondering if you uh, can say goodbye to our, our listeners in English and Japanese. Would you be able to do that? Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed it. And, and I'll probably speak to you soon again. Bye. Arigatou gozaimashita. Sayonara. Awesome. That was Mikiko Oma, everyone. We'll see you all next week. Bye.